apple is like a ship with a hole in the bottom, leaking water. And my job is to get the ship pointed in the right direction. <laughs> First off, we'd like to welcome everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Arm Yourself podcast presented by Arlenko Distribution. Today's show is brought to you by UNV Cameras. Better security, better world. Cameras that simplify installation, save bandwidth, and use less storage. My name is Dustin Neal, and I'm here with Cameron Cole. And today on the show, we'll be answering some questions from our listeners. Thank you so much for being here today, Cameron. Yeah. Uh, don't forget that you can send any questions or comments to armyourself at arlenko.com. And we do love to hear from our listeners. So our first question of the day deals with new technology, particularly the installation of voice over IP phones or VoIP. As many of you know, the days of plain old telephone lines are numbered. So the question is, does Arlenko deal with that type of system and do they have any cost effective options that offer a solution to this particular problem? Yeah, uh, so we just barely did this project um, we helped a customer do the project really, but what we did was we specced in the hardware and it's a, a school and the school, we told them, you know, you're going to need some POTS lines for this fire panel to communicate properly. And okay, yeah, we'll get, we'll do that. We'll do that. And then they called Comcast, I think was there, is their service provider and Comcast said, yeah, let's put in a, a, uh, a POTS line for you. But the phone company doesn't quite grasp the concept of non-digital, plain old telephone lines. They think that their tech can support it. In fact, I think they're getting wise to it, the, the fact that it doesn't necessarily support it. But what, what happened was they put in two POTS lines and were getting all kinds of failure to communicate. So the integrator or installer called us and said, hey, can you come down and take a look at this? And so we did. And sure enough, it was two POTS lines that were being converted by the Comcast um, Comcast box. So anyhow, we tried to convince the the customer that, you know, this this just isn't gonna work. And mm -hmm. so we put in the the you know the the fire panel. We we didn't install it, but we recommended that they use this. It was a 6808 silent night. And those things are rock solid. Those mm -hmm. panels just don't, they really don't break down. Mm -hmm. I've, I've been installing that series of panels. It, the 5808 was pop, popular before the 6808. And the the panels just, they don't really break down. In fact, I, I personally have, I don't even know if I've ever seen a digital communicator on the panel itself, the, the, the portion of the panel that does the communication fail. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I worked on in the central station. I, I uh, managed the central station infrastructure, the, the line cards, the, the receivers, the, you know, that equipment. And I've listened to interactions between panels and things. And, and we actually converted, I, I'm diving down a rat hole here, but um, to make a very long story short, um, this just really doesn't happen. The, the, the panels go bad, but the, mm -hmm. the customer and the installers were convinced that the panel needed to be swapped. So they swapped the panel and they put in a new panel and 
problem stayed. The problem stuck around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the seeing as how the problem stuck around, um, the the issue could have been easily been rectified by uh, IP communications. A lot of fire panels have IP communications, which I'll talk about in a minute, but um, or a cellular communicator. And the RMR, the 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 residual costs of like a Napco cellular communicator, very low compared to like what a phone line would cost. And um, so we just recommend that the customer call their service provider, their alarm service provider. That there were two different companies on the job. One was doing the installation. The other company was doing providing the monitoring. And the company that was providing the monitoring, uh, it was their responsibility to provide a quotation for the communications. Um, there are other options out there, radio options that aren't as elegant. They don't work as well, mm. like AES radios. Um, I've also installed one of those and built up the AES radio networks, but the costs for the radios are very high. Um, they're good because you're not relying on a cellular clearinghouse, but they're also bad if you don't have a line of communications between valleys. And um, they're just more complex. And the and the front end cost is probably a little higher for uh, an installer, but um, those are out there. But I think the easiest and most inexpensive way to do it after looking at everything is to to install either an IP based communicator or to use a, which we have, or to use a, um, a cellular communicator. Uh, and we've got some good options that are just very inexpensive and very reliable and UL listed and designed better than most products on the market. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Um, so that's the first question. Um, yeah. I feel like we've yeah. gone, gone over that pretty well. Yeah. Um, yeah. The uh, the next question is, in previous episodes, we've spent a lot of time talking about security ses- systems, basically. Yes. So uh, this question is, does Arlenko have solutions for other parts of the low-voltage industry as well? Yes. Um, so the arm, the arm Yourself uh, movement, I guess, is designed to address the issues that all of our customers or in installers are facing or end users are facing with regards to um, the low voltage industry and maybe even uh, delve a little bit into the high voltage industries. But we've got uh, fire alarm products like Potter that are just fantastic. We've got um, cabling solutions for the datacom industries. Um, one of the best providers, new providers that's uh, kind of hot on the market right now is Hyperline Wire. Hyperline Wire and Hyperline Datacom is similar um, in structure to like ICC, if you're familiar with ICC. Um, but Hyperline, we have not had any problems getting that product in, to my knowledge. And um, the the wiring is is priced competitively. It pulls off the box very, very nicely. The boxes are bigger than like a standard box, which makes it so that the coiling in the box is isn't as compressed and tight. So when you pull the wire off the box, basically it doesn't want coil up on the floor. You know, there are just, there's a lot of, um, uh, advantages to hyperline wiring. These guys' background is in datacom. So there's that. Um, we've just barely, uh, reached out to Luxel networking again, 
Luxel Networking is a very, very strong brand in uh, the datacom networking uh, side of things. And they're actually locally, uh, local, I say local, Salt Lake City. Mm-hmm. I believe Draper yeah. is where they're based, but terrific company. Their products are terrific. We've got there um, in, in our Salt Lake store, we're using Luxel routing. And I actually installed a Luxel um, s- system in my house. And it's not the standard system. It's the, I think it's the, I, I'm going to need to look at the part number, but I believe it's the ABR 4000, which has like uh, wireless extenders. So basically mm-hmm. you install these um, uh, wireless bridges out around in the facility. And then um, the man, they, there's a management console that goes out. And so basically when you walk around the, the nature of IP um, and Wi-Fi is that when you get out of range of a Wi-Fi receiver, your phone or whatever it is has to go look for the next Wi-Fi. But these guys have an intelligent solution built in so that you can have all these extenders out there in the field and just walk around. And it automatically switches that device um, between each of the the endpoints, which is very elegant. So Luxel does that. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of great products like that that address this. And then we can talk. We're going to be talking about um, like uh, access control systems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have a killer access control system, ZK Techo, and I'm amazed that more people have not found this and used it and looked into it. Yeah, but hopefully great. they'll look in. They'll listen to this and and understand. And then we're going to be setting up a, an Atlas, um, which is their sort of standalone platform, um, an Atlas system here in in our facility in Salt Lake. And the Atlas platform is it's a web based system. I believe it's written on Linux, but I'm not positive. That's just a suspicion. Mm-hmm. But you boot the sucker up, and then it's got a web server built right onto it, and then you log into the panel. This is something that has been around for a little while, but um, the way that ZK Techo incorporates integrates it is very very elegant. Mm-hmm. So and it's simple. Um, we had the system specified into a job, and the customer, our customer, the installer that put it in, he loved it. It was very very simple for him to put in, and um, you know they on the the pro series the pro level platform was the the level that he worked with they have all kinds of flexibilities written into it. And then the other thing that they've done is they've spent a lot of time in biometrics. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I remember it was probably 20 years ago, I was installing a biometric reader at a facility down in Utah County. And um, I believe the reader alone was six or $7,000. Mm, yeah. I, I don't remember. Very, very expensive. And these things are not that expensive, you know. And it had a Wigan output, so we basically tied the reader into a standard reader input on the access control platform that we were using. And the intelligence was built onto the reader. Here, um, most of the biometric intelligence is hosted right on the um, controller. Anyway, another rat hole, but there's another option that we're going to be. We have a lot a lot of solutions that we're going to be offering in the armed arm yourself uh, in the arm yourself movement. I call it that because that's kind of what it is, right? Yeah, it really is. Absolutely. That's great. So lots of products, lots lots of different kinds of low voltage products, basically wire tools. I mean, almost anything you could probably need. Yeah. And, and we've tried, we've tried to stay away from those super expensive solutions like, uh, Paxton, 
they're struggling right now as a company to be completely transparent. Mm-hmm. I, at least that's our perception sure. is that they're struggling. Um, we've seen some disintegration of their sales, sales, uh, force here in the U S mm-hmm. they're yeah. rebuilding it, but still the, the, I met the vice president of sales for Paxton and it's kind of a non-visionary. I don't know. We'll see where it goes. He, mm. he might know some things that I don't, he probably does, mm. but, um, the product itself has been poorly represented for so long and, um, it's expensive, uh, compared to ZK Teco and ZK Teco gives you far more options. So mm-hmm. we've tried to stay away from these expensive in, in going through and finding pro, these solutions to our, our, um, installers and customers needs. Um, we've tried to kind of shy away from that and protect our customers. And we've discovered some really great things, but these, these products that are out, um, that we're featuring too. one, one last comment on that is that, um, the products that, that we're looking into, they've been around for a while. They're established. Um, I've met almost everybody within these, um, ecosystems and they're very intelligent and they're, they're designed well. And their focus has been on this. We would not have, um, investigated these products had we not seen that they had a lot of potential. Yeah. Great. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, you did, you mentioned in there some fire products and you, yeah. you also kind of mentioned, um, you know, the, the availability and cost yes. basically of yeah. such things. So it seems like we're seeing problems with substantial price increases in the fire products industry today. Why, why do you think the prices have gone so much over the last three years? Okay. And then I'm going to fire this back at you too, when I'm done. Sure. Um, in case I, I haven't, but to, in my brain, this started for one particular uh, company, Honeywell. I'll, I'm going to pick on them a little bit here mm-hmm. be, because that's where we've seen um, some of the problems. But um, I think it was about three years ago, Honeywell, um, they released their 6,000 series panels. Mm-hmm. And their, I believe they changed their horn strobes out to the, the system sensor horn strobes that, that were out on the market. And the pricing went up which would be expected to a degree, but they, it went up, I would say to the tune of 10%. It was, it was a pretty dramatic increase from the 5,000 series to the 6,000 series. They stripped out some software features in the 6,000 series panels, um, that you had in the 5,000 series panels. Um, I'm guessing that was an engineering decision in some, some cases, but, um, in any case, uh, the panels themselves and, and they added some features too, I think, uh, to, to the 6,000 series to, to be fair, but, um, the 6,000 series panels, they went up in price. Um, and it made it more difficult for us to sell the product first of all. And it sort of forced those dealer direct lines like Notifier, some of these other lines that are out there to consolidate their brand. So basically, and ironically, Notifier is a Honeywell owned mm, brand. Yeah. So I think there is a vested interest in focusing traffic down that pipeline. And IFP is another one, by the way, Silent mm, Night. Yes. IFP, but there are other ones like Siemens and Simplex that are not, they don't fall into this channel. But um the the increase in pricing in some of those the silent night panels, that kind of kind of hurt the the market. Mm. So uh anyhow, the the new brand the new products came out and there was a 10% increase. But then um there was a tariff that the tariffs came in 
and we got a letter from Honeywell and the tariff said there was going to be an, a price increase. And I don't remember. Do you remember what the, do you remember what the price increase it was something like 15%? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was pretty 15%. Dra- dramatic. So yeah, if you see yeah. a, a model revision with a 10% increase and then you add another 15% on top of that, all of a sudden you're in the 25% range and which is in line with, I think with kind of what we've seen. Yeah. So a panel that used to cost somebody, I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm going to try not to throw out too many prices. Okay. Um, I'm going to try not to throw out too many prices, but, um, a panel saw maybe a three or $400 increase just on the panel itself. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's, that's dramatic. You yeah, know, it is really, especially when, when you don't have your own dealer direct line and you're fighting against a simplex or someone like that. And those guys basically have their own monopoly. They have their own inside sales pipeline that, and they can negotiate ter- terms with their own manufacturing. It, you know, the game isn't fair for the, yeah. for the guy that wants to install the, the Honeywell panel. Um, and that's the challenge that they're up against. So dramatic price increase right there. Yeah, definitely. I agree. And, uh, it really has affected a lot of the installers, like you were saying, especially the little guys, it really has a, a, a big effect. Um, is there other products that you have also seen these increases or is there, is that, is it just been Honeywell? It seems like everything's been kind of going up yeah. a little bit across the board. Hasn't yeah. It? It's funny. Um, so Potter, we're going to offer is sort of our, our fix to this, right? Yeah. But Potter said, Hey, you know, Oh, uh, the, the difference between the two, I guess it, it addresses their, the way that they're addressing the problem. Right. So yeah, sure. tariffs aren't always permanent, you know? Um, and in fact, we don't know what's going to happen with, with tariffs, but the Honeywell line they built those tariffs right into the costs of the panel. And you know that those prices are probably not going to come back down. No. You know what I mean? Probably not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if, if the tariff gets de- decreased by the government or if it gets knocked out completely, um, those, those prices are probably going to stay where they're at. Uh, it's just been the nature of, in, of uh, the industry. And, and maybe they're increasing the value of the system. I don't know. But um, Potter took took a different approach. They said, we're going to add a 2 or 3% increase for the tariffs. So just account for that in your in your pricing. Mm-hmm. So they've told us, just add 2 to 3% in all of your pricing. And the 2 to 3% is what we'll use as the tariff. And then when the tariff goes away, of course, that 2 to 3% tariff fee goes yeah. away. Yeah, right. So Arlenko, what we've done is we waived that tariff fee. We're we're gonna waive that tariff fee for all of our customers on the panels. Yeah. Um, you know, to to try to alleviate some of that. But it's not, it's still insignificant compared to what um Honeywell is charging for their tariff fee. And and in fact, Honeywell decided, I think they imposed these probably a month or two before the tariff was even effective. Mm-hmm. So they said, hey, yeah. We're going to add this. Uh, we've also seen it in some of our CCTV products. We've seen it in um, some some of our access control products. Yeah. Um, but I think the brands that, that Arlenco stocks and stores 
probably don't have a whole lot of problems with tariffs. In fact, I was meeting with the hike vision uh, people and I asked them this question specifically eight months ago and they said, no, we're not, you know, it, you shouldn't see any impact from this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so yeah, there are some, the, the prices have gone up quite a bit more on some products than others. So, yeah. And we're, we're definitely trying to combat that here at Arlenko Distribution, no doubt. Yeah. And you're on the front lines. So, you know, I mean, you know what, where people are getting hit. Yeah, absolutely. And we, we do try to protect the little guy. We are a little guy ourselves. Sure. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. So, we lean on each other. And we really do. There's, yeah. there's no doubt about it. So, uh, regarding some of those brands, uh, that are making price, uh, increases like, like we just talked about. Um, so what options really do we offer to remedy those types of situations, basically? What are what are some of our bigger hitter brands that we yeah. know are keeping, yeah. keeping the price low for the, the little guy? Correct me if I'm wrong in this, Dust. <laughs> but the, the primary one that comes to mind, the biggest impact brand, of course, I've said it three times already probably, yeah. is Potter. Potter, yeah, yeah. right. Um, Potter, Potter pricing is competitive. Uh, but there are other brands too, um, mm. you know, like Cooper Wheelock. Cooper Wheelock is manufactured in the United States. I think he told me 90, 95% or so of their product is manufactured in New Jersey. Mm-hmm, great. You know, they don't see that price increase. The The cost on on the, devi- the ancillary devices is probably a little higher, but not much. I mean, in reality, you're talking what thirty, forty dollars a job mm-hmm, uh, yeah. across all the devices. It's it's really not much. The the horn strobes are three to four dollars more is all. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And, and you're getting a device that's manufactured in the U.S. They're not going to have a tariff uh, price added to to their product at all. Mm-hmm. Potter, uh, on the other hand, though, I talked about how they incorporated the tariff fee into the, into what they're doing. Um, their products are priced competitively. In fact, I would say that they're probably less uh, expensive than the Honeywell alternates. Yeah, wouldn't you agree with that? I, I do agree. Yeah, absolutely. And the way the systems were designed, you know, the the AFC panels in particular, the AFC fifty, the AFC one hundred, and the AFC one thousands, um, those panels were built a little differently. To to they were, they were built a little more intelligently. Um, to, to geared toward their market. So you're, for example, the, the AFC 50 is a 50 point panel. The, the panel that it competes with, I believe is a 6,700. I believe that's what it's designed for. The mm-hmm. 6,700 accommodates more zones, but Potter was smart and they said, Hey, you're not going to, if you're, if you're just monitoring a riser, for example, you're not going to need more than 50 points in, in reality. Yeah. And, and in most cases, the, the 50 points, I mean, you can you can monitor a very very large facility if if the occupation is is, uh, is not occupation, uh, the amount of people that uh, occupancy. Sorry. Yeah, sure. everybody out there that's listening to this is going occupancy, Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Sometimes my brain moves way faster than my mouth. <laughs> yeah. But um, the occupancy on the building, if it's low enough, fire sprinkling, fire sprinkler heads. Um, are identified by AHJs as a detector. So you, you don't even really need detections, detection points out there. You need to monitor the fire riser and know when that, that head, um, is sprinkling mm-hmm. and, at, yeah. and you're watching water flow. And at that point, 
um, you've, you're really only looking at one point as opposed to 50. So Potter said, this panel makes way more sense. And, and, and this is the rumor that's going around too, is that, um, two of the designers on the original silent night, 6,000 and 5,000 series panels actually went to Potter and, and made these recommendations. That's the rumor. I don't know if there's any truth to it or not. Mm -hmm. Don't cite me anybody, Mm -hmm. but, um, Anyway, the, the, that panel is way more fitted and it's also less expensive is my point uh-huh. than, than the alternate, the silent night equivalent and same with the AFC 100 and the AFC 1000. And I believe the AFC 1000 is even, uh, ca- you know, it's incrementally less than the, uh, 6808 or 6820, I mm-hmm. believe, which is uh silent night's flagship. So mm-hmm. there you go. Yeah. Those, those are some terrific, um, it looks like our, our phones are, we're, we're probably getting telemarketing calls. <laughs> yeah, we may be. Um, at, uh, I was kind of curious with the Potter stuff. It seems like in the industry, there's a lot of, of these vendors are having a tough time getting product. The access to the product becomes limited, be it tariffs, be it, uh, you know, the parts come from China maybe yeah. or, or things like that. Um, so are there any issues with Potter in their, their availability? As far as we've seen, um, no, Potter's been able to fulfill. In fact, we've had two or three large orders within the past month that they've, they filled very quickly. Um, I mean, you can answer that question as easily as I can. And, and I think that, um, you know, so the fix is, uh, Potter, Cooper Wheelock are big ones, yeah. you know, for, for the fire industry. Those are two massive. Uh, Gentex, we haven't really had any problems with Gentex getting no. product in. Gentex, if you need to do a competitively priced product, installers actually prefer those products to the system sensor. Mm-hmm. The Gentex base is steel, I believe. Yeah, uh, it is. The, the, the base to the system sensor products are plastic. You know, there are things like that that... Um, that these products do, it's just a better built device because that has been their focus. Their focus hasn't been as, and Cooper Wheelock, by the way, they've led the way in LED technology and low current. So you could put more um, devices on a circuit. So, and then then the other thing uh, that I would say about the Potter and the Gentex is they've got this 10 amp power supply that's just fantastic. It's Mm. got sync built into the four circuits um, the only other product that we sell uh, that is equally good, um, it doesn't have this, but it is the fire switch. It's an Altronics power supply um, that can be used as a NAC extender. Very, very powerful NAC extender mm-hmm. um, yes. that supports all the same synchronization. And they were the first, I believe, 10 amp uh, power NAC extender out on the market. But Alt- sorry, Potter has their NAC extender and their NAC extender, you can set up sync different sync protocols on the four different circuits that the panel has. So you theoretically could have four different um, NAC devices on each of those circuits and sync across all the the circuits, as far as I understand it. So Mm -hmm. very, very powerful option, but um, those guys haven't had any problems getting us product. They really haven't. Yeah, they really haven't. and, And we call them, they answer the phone. That's the other thing. It's not this weird one week waiting game, you know, where they might be tr- jumping on a plane. Yeah, I mean, these guys right. are terrific, and and the sales rep for Potter, Aaron Leduc 
for Salt Lake City. He's terrific. Yeah, he really is. Very He's knowledgeable. Um, there, I I believe that the representation in these lines have really stepped up versus the representation on the Honeywell side. Sure. You know, they're they've sort of disintegrated. A lot of their good guys have been moved over into dealer direct channels. So yeah, and you really need that. It's one of those big benefits. It's a massive yeah. benefit yeah. to installers. Yeah. So, so yeah. let's say an installer needs a cost-effective product that doesn't have a lot of availability issues, and or maybe they just want a system that isn't going to see as many of those gradual price increases that we talked about earlier. Um, what commitments can the team at Arlenco make to ensure that things like availability and pricing don't become a problem for our installers in the future? Yeah. Um, we have have reached out to each of the brands represented in the Arm Yourself movement, each of the brands, and each of the brands have committed to conduct um, trainings. They've committed to answer customer needs, um, and they've committed to fulfill. Um, we've sort of formed alliances with each of these brands before. We saw this coming months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, actually probably even, I would say a year to a year and a half ago when some of these, these things started happening. Um, you know, some of the funny business like DSC dropping us at the customer appreciation event, they still sponsored it, but they just, they didn't even show up. Yeah. Yeah. And it was and a big, big opportunity. For big, a, big opportunity. Yeah. Um, it's difficult when, in my opinion, when you're a manufacturer, um, and, and you have a lot of massive, uh, customers come through an event like this and you know that your co- competition is out there pitching their products to your customers mm-hmm, yeah. uh, and you're not there to address the concern, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I have to, I have to say I, I have picked on DSC, but they have one of the most talented people in the industry that works for them. One of the most talented by far, and his mm. name is Mark Buckley. Yes. And I don't know if they realize um, what they've got in him. They probably do. But Mark Buckley is an, an industry rock star. He, he knows is. everything about their panels. So I think that the edict was issued from up, up above, Mark Buckley said. I think they just said, hey, we're not going to allow you to to – send anybody out. We're not going to send anybody out there. I think it was their decision Yeah. because Mark has been so supportive of us and he's been an evangelist for, for the brand for so long. Yeah, he sure has. And he's been an evangelist for distribution, frankly, for us. Truly. Yeah, he really yeah. has. So anyway, Mark Buckley, huge rock star. I can't say enough about that guy, but um, that, that was the first sign or symptom really that was apparent to me that, that um, things were changing. And so we just saw this trend happening. And so we've kind of been forming alliances with these brands, these brands for a long time. And we've had them, you know, they've, they've, they've been brands in our stores that we've sold, but um, the brands that are disintegrating like uh, Interlogics. Oh yeah. Who could have seen that? Yeah. Nobody saw that coming. The first panel security panel that I installed was a Cadex, Mm -hmm, you know, that, and that's been around forever. And yeah. I just, I could not have seen that coming yeah. and, and until the advisor, when they, when they decided they were going to stop innovating and then they decided to release the advisor panel and the advisor panel fell flat on its face because of integration, they didn't use alarm.com, I think, but sure. Um, anyway, the, the, these brands have all committed to, to help fulfill. We can call 
we don't have to call their fulfillment department when, when an order is dropped. We can go straight up the chain and call them and say, hey, what's going on? How come we got, we're on a back order? And these guys are, are bending over backwards to get us product. Hike Vision has always been very good at that. Mm-hmm. Yes. UNV, always very, very good at getting us product. You know, there's stuff like that out there that um, there are products like that that we have. So I would say that uh, Potter, good to go. Cooper Wheelock, good to go. Gentex, good to go. All these brands are good to go. And um, they're brands that, that we recommend as a fix yeah, these issues. Absolutely. And that that's great. And really at our Laco, we, we try our hardest to take care of the customers. It's one of our, one of the things that we feel like we do the best that the customer, our integrators are definitely the most important uh, people on the face of the planet. And we love them. And uh, we just want to offer as many uh, options to them that help them in their their business, their day to day life, basically. So we have very very good salespeople. We do in each of yeah. our stores, right? We sure do. Yeah. <laughs> so if you know any questions ever that anybody has, and that that kind of uh, brings us to the end of the show here. Uh, Obviously, this has been the Arm Yourself podcast brought to you by Arlenko Distribution. Uh, we would like to thank UNV for sponsoring the show. I'd like to thank Cameron Cole for being here. Uh, of course, we'd like to thank everybody that's listening. Um, if you do have questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you. Please send us an email to armyourself at arlenko.com. And remember, arm yourself with information. Well, there's always going to be great new things that come out of other companies, and you want to be in a position to benefit from those, to have those inventions drive demand.